0: I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, January 17th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes.
1: So Jay, winter is officially in full swing, so we thought we'd give you a nationwide forecast while explaining some of our favorite winter weather words. The first one is Arctic intrusion. That's how we feel about any sign of negative temperatures, but it also refers to the short-term blast of very cold air that's currently hitting B.C., there's also the polar vortex, which many listeners would be more familiar with. That's a longer term atmospheric pattern of freezing air that spins over the North Pole. These frigid winds are in Alberta, so bundle up thunder thundersnow, a rare phenomena where lightning strikes meet snowfall. That's not something that we ever wanna see, but parts of Ontario might see these storms or blizzard conditions. If you ask us, The people who have the most right to complain are the brave souls in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, who woke up to a temperature feeling like negative 34 this morning. Jay, how you feeling about the cold? It's cold in Toronto too. Not to downplay Toronto's uh, cold weather.
0: No, but we are the warm weather folks in this scenario. I honestly, we record this late in the afternoon or evening, early evening. I haven't been outside yet. So today I'm not, I'm dealing with it by not going outside. The other interesting thing is about all of these things, they make great band names. Like if you're a band from Canada, these are great names.
1: Thunder Snow.
0: Yeah. Even Arctic Intrusion. It's not bad.
1: You know, I, uh, I'll say this, Jay. I, I feel like those type of bands don't even really exist anymore. These yeah. are like classic rock band names. I could never see a truly popular pop-like band being named Arctic Intrusion. But maybe I'm wrong. There were Arctic Monkeys. I think you just called me a boomer. Yeah, that's usually how this all kind of wraps up in the intro.
0: (laughs) Brett, aside from
1: these weather words, what do we have for Peak Bells today? For our first story, Burger King gobbles up franchises. For our second story, Canada's sugar industry gets a sweetener and our big picture. For our first story, Restaurant Brands International, RBI,
0: which is a very fake-sounding Canadian company, is the very real owner of Tim Hortons and Burger King, just ordered 1,000 juicy, juicy franchises. Brett, what's going on with
1: this expansion? Yeah, so here's what's happening. RBI agreed to pay a billion dollars for Carol's Restaurant Group, the largest US franchiser of Burger King's. Now, in the deal, RBI will buy back 1,022 of its BK franchises across 23 states, in addition to a handful of Popeyes locations, another RBI brand.
0: RBI also acquired 70 Burger King's from bankrupt franchiser Meridian Restaurants last year. RBI will refranchise locations it has purchased after zhuzhing them up a bit. And you know, BK likes to have
1: it their way because you rule, Brett. Yeah. Uh, No free Not like it, no tomatoes. That's my way. There you go. It's happening because like a many disposed monarch, Burger King is trying to regain its lost glory. Last year, a new CEO instated an aggressive rebuilding plan, including restaurant remodels and changes to burger-making procedures. Owning a franchise location makes it easier for BK's bigwigs to implement these changes. And here's why it matters. Coming out of COVID, the fast food industry has
0: surged. In Canada, sales at limited-service eating places, actually means fast food joints, have outpaced pre-pandemic growth. By buying back franchises, chains can seed control, drive value, and reap the rewards.
1: In October, the last month that Stats Canada has data for, sales totaled $3.7 billion, 8% higher than the year before, and 25% higher than five years prior. Now to zoom out. (laughs) Chains like
0: Five Guys and McDonald's have bought back franchises as of late, with the golden arches flipping them to new operators, which gets some young blood in its franchising system. Also, will let them charge new, higher franchising fees.
1: For our second story, an up-and-coming company is giving Big Sugar a run for its money with its newest Canadian expansion.
0: Yeah, here's what's happening, Brett. Florida-based sugar producer Sucro is investing $135 million to build what could be Canada's biggest sugar refinery. Part of the upstart's push to challenge the country's sugar duopoly as demands for the sweet stuff continues to grow. This all according to the Globe and Mail.
1: Yeah, 94% of all domestic sugar currently comes out of three refining operations in Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. You might know the famous Red Path sugar processing plant down at Queen's Key all owned by industry leaders Redpath and Rogers Sugar.
0: Yeah, the new refinery set to be built in Hamilton will be 10 times larger than Sucro's current plant in Hamilton and is expected to begin shipping sugar by
1: 2026. It matters because a less concentrated sugar industry in Canada could alleviate some of the risks of supply shortages that food manufacturers are facing with the current just-in-time inventory, a problem that has led to inflated prices for Canadians during disruptions. Just a few months ago, a shortage in Western Canada left businesses and consumers paying upwards of double the price for a bag of sugar. To zoom out, experts say that by shoring up the sugar supply and giving manufacturers supply guarantees, Sucro's new Hamilton facility could have a domino effect by giving food manufacturers the assurances that they've been looking for to expand their businesses.
0: And for today's big picture, Canada's annual inflation rate accelerates to 3.4% in December, complicating the path for the bank of canada canada's annual inflation rate rose to 3.4 percent in december up from 3.1 percent in november largely reflecting a sharper decline in gasoline prices a year ago compared to last
1: month kim jong-un abandons aim of unification with south korea north korea is to drop from its constitution its commitment to unification with south korea a decades-old policy amid mounting military tensions on the korean peninsula Kim said the country is his principal enemy and its citizens should no longer be regarded as fellow countrymen. Uber is shutting down Drizzly
0: three years after the $1.1 billion acquisition. Uber, which is Brett's former employer, is shuttering Drizzly, which is an alcohol delivery service it bought for $1.1 billion. And here's a quote from Uber's senior VP. We've decided to close the business and focus on our core Uber Eats strategy of helping users get almost anything from food to groceries to alcohol, all on a single app."
1: Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second one, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more at Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Have
0: a great day, Peak Pals. When you give me shot when.